welcome to 360 Conversations. This is a podcast featuring powerful conversations with busy women who are simplifying their lives, living intentionally, and creating space for everyday joy. I am Tamu Thomas, and this is episode seven. Before I go into this week's show, I would like to drop in and tell you that the details for my Everyday Joy Day Retreat on the 9th of September are now live on the 360 website. It's going to be a nourishing and restorative space. I am thrilled, excited, you name it, I'm it. I've been working on this and thinking about this and dreaming about this, and I'm just so thrilled to be able to share it with you. Please do check it out on my website and share with women that you think may be interested. It's a very intimate, sacred space, so places are super limited. So if you want to come, book fast. Now for this episode, I had an incredibly rich and nurturing conversation with Sally Beaton. Sally is a women's holistic nutritionist and life coach. On Instagram, she's known as Women with Sparkle, and she's damn awesome. She's been sparkling up our timelines with the hashtag Women with Sparkle. Check it out. It's a really beautiful movement that takes place every Thursday. In this episode, we talk about our periods being the fifth sign of vital health, hormone changes, and pleasure, and so much more. I learned so much about pleasure in this conversation. You're going to hear how exciting it was for me. Enjoy the episode. Today, I am very honoured to be joined by Sally Beaton, aka at Women with Sparkle. Um, Sally is a women's holistic nutritionist and does lots of really cute, practical, realistic, achievable things with women to assist us in creating a space where we are our full selves and therefore able to live as a full expression of ourselves. Um, And I came across Sally again via Instagram and I don't know how we connected on Instagram, but I really am very pleased that we did. Um, And without further ado, I'm going to hand over to Sally Beaton herself so that she can tell us a bit about herself and what she does. Hello, thank you. Well, it is super exciting to be here today. Um, So yeah, I run a company called Women with Sparkle and I define myself as a sparkle coach. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm the only one, I suspect I am, but that is, yeah, I combine holistic nutrition and life coaching to help women get their sparkle back. And um, the interesting thing about women with sparkle is that every woman I've met seems to connect with the idea of it Mm -hmm. you know whether I mean I'm someone who loves sequins and bright colors and things like that but that is not the essence of what your sparkle is as a woman Mm -hmm. I would probably um define having your sparkle as it's it's the feminine ball of energy that we all have and it contains everything from our excitement our hopes our dreams our passions our silliness our sexiness our spirituality all that combines mm-hmm. to give us our sparkle and life happens and our sparkle gets dulled mm-hmm. and my job is whatever women have been through some have been through really traumatic stuff and some are just really tired from the day-to-day slog of life 
I use nutrition and life coaching techniques to help them get their sparkle back and shine brightly. That sounds so beautiful. How did you, what led you to your career as a sparkle coach? So it was, it was losing my own sparkle, actually. And I had, I'd grown up and I'd always been super happy, super sparkly, super optimistic. You know, people could rely on me for words of encouragement. And I always thought the best of people and the best of life. And I just, yeah, I just, I'd never experienced another side of life. There'd been tough times, but I'd never lost that essence of me, that sparkle. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was 30, I got diagnosed with a breast tumor And um, I had one operation and I thought, oh, okay, here we go. That's it. Over with. And then my consultant told me I needed a second operation. And after the second operation, I was just flawed. I, I think I cried solidly every day, multiple times a day, probably for about a year, maybe even 18 months. I didn't recognize myself anymore. I didn't, I didn't see that there was a sparkle left in me or my eyes looked different. You know, we we all know a woman who has her sparkle and we all know a woman without her sparkle. And I became a woman without her sparkle and it devastated me because I thought, this is my life now. This is my new normal. This is how I've become one of those people that's jaded by the world, that's scared of her own body, that thinks bad stuff's going to happen. And I hated it. And it didn't fit me. It's like when you wear an outfit and it just is so shapeless on you. You just Mm -hmm. long to wear something that suits you. And I just longed to have that person back. So I set about finding my sparkle again. And I, the first thing I had to do is I had to understand my own body instead of being fearful of it or thinking, but what if it grows another tumor? You know, there was all this confusion of why it happened and how it happened so I started studying why it happened to my body, the physical, emotional states you put yourself in that makes you receptive to growing tumors and diseases and things like that. And that knowledge started to empower me and I was able to share that with other women. And then I added on training to be a life coach because I realized how important it was that we all had to work towards a better future for ourselves. If we were struggling in the present, therapy is amazing. Let me just say that. Mm Therapy, and you go back and you go, you talk about the thing you've been through. And if you've been through something really big, you need that. But life coaching, I love because it it propels you into, it it makes you appreciate your present and walk into that future that you want, Mm -hmm. which was, for me, it was getting my sparkle back and doing everything I could to become the woman I knew I'd been created to be Mm -hmm. not the woman that life had kind of hit around the head what was it about the second operation that threw you so hard um I think it's because well I think that there was an actual physical element in that you know what what a lot of us don't realize when we have an operation and things like that we try and bounce back Mm -hmm. And our body, even if a scar on the outside has healed, our body has so much healing to do on the inside. And so there was an actual physical exhaustion that overwhelmed me. 
and I was always quite an energetic person Mm -hmm. and I think it was the culmination of me being able to think I I think to a point there'd been a facade after my first operation they were very close together right but a facade of oh I'm fine and I have to be there for other people and I have to encourage other people through this yeah and then after the second operation it almost felt like I was being taken through that again because I wasn't taking the healing from my first operation seriously right and I had to make this journey about me, not about other people, not about responding to every text or email or get well card I've been sent. You mm-hmm. know, before I was very much a people pleaser and worried about other people. And after the second operation, I went into myself and I had to find out how to please myself again and not just constantly worry about other people. That's so huge and it really makes me reflect on my own experience and the experience of people that I've come into contact with through starting 360 and also previously and in the beginning you were talking about um your sparkle being a feminine ball of energy Mm. and I think that quite often there's a real tension between our natural as you call it sparkle Mm. and the way that we're brought up because we're brought up in a very um masculine patriarchal capitalistic society which would say to us things like bounce back being resilient like you did after your first operation but that in itself is tiring we cannot be in a constant state of bouncing back no and it's not natural it's like we are we are of a natural world and we need to take our cues from nature yeah so if a plant is cut down it doesn't grow back in two weeks. You no. know, if you have an operation, I, so after my first operation, I was given two weeks off work. And like you said, that's to do with the work culture, the, you know, the masculine culture. And it's like, after my second operation, I had to take three months off work. That was wow. the minute my body, mind and spirit needed to rebalance and heal. You know, even even physically, I was told that that's how long it was going to take internally for everything to kind of knit back together. So there should have been no shock that mentally that's how long it would take. And so, like you said, like we have this awful way of like, Oh, you've been ill, take one day off work or, you know, there's a real, and, and it's damaging our bodies because women, when they try and bounce back, they then get even more ill and the recovery time is longer because we haven't listened to what our body has asked us to do and like Mm. I said we haven't taken our cue from nature and go nothing springs back after it's been cut down so Mm -hmm. why should we you know that's such vital knowledge and such a good analogy because as you said we are of nature but we tend to treat ourselves well it's weird we treat ourselves like some kind of machines but we actually take care of the machines that we use better than we take care of ourselves completely yeah I completely agree it's it's it sounds like such a overused analogy to say our bodies are like cars and if you don't put the right fuel in but it is it's the absolute right analogy you know we we run our bodies every day like we run a car Mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't put fuel in it very rarely do we take it for an mot very rarely do we rest our bodies and it's Mm. like 
And, and the other thing about that is the warning lights. Our bodies the whole time are giving us little warning lights, especially as women, um, massively linked with our hormonal cycles, our periods. You know, we start getting these little warning lights. And I actually had those warning lights throughout my 20s building up to my tumour. So I, I developed adult acne. I had cripplingly painful periods. Mm-hmm. And I just ignored them. I medicated over them. I worked through them. You know, it was all about my career. Mm-hmm. And the same way with a car. If those little warning lights are going and you decide to keep driving your car, it's going to cost you more eventually yeah. to pull in the breakdown truck or to take it into a garage, you know? And it's like, we have to take notice of those warning lights our amazing body gives us because it doesn't it doesn't make us ill overnight a tumor doesn't grow overnight Mm. so like I said it's just that my my work with women is to make them really listen to themselves and not say no no that that work appointment is far more important than the fact that I've got flu or you know Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. It's It's that conditioning. And it's so interesting, that conditioning is underpinned by a lack of knowledge. So when I was in preparation for today, when I was having a look around your website, I was reading the really useful and abundance of information you have around hormonal cycles and periods. And um, I think it was at some point last year, and then early this year, I um, interviewed or had a conversation with Lenise Brothers, who is also a nutritional therapist. Um, and I, when I first spoke to her, you know, I'm sure I was 40 at that point in time. That was the first time that I'd actually been given the information that we have four hormonal phases to our periods and that painful periods and all the um, things that we are taught are normal, aren't yeah. normal. No. But we just don't know this, so we accept that that um, compromised... Sorry, say that again? How is that not taught in schools? One of the most key things for a woman to live her most most health-filled, abundant, emotionally stable life, understanding her hormones and that cycle... And we're not taught it. Well, when you you, you listed it as what as the as, as the fifth vital sign of health, yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, yeah, we don't take it as seriously as that. It's an indicator of f- fertility, and pretty yeah. much that's it. Yeah, and 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 we think we have two phases. We think we we're not on our period, and we're on our period. And it's like, no, our bodies are so much more complex than that. But, but it's actually very easy to understand when you learn it. But like you said, that all, all the things that I had experienced, so the adult acne, the cripplingly painful periods, and the breast tumour, all of them stem from a hormonal imbalance. Now, I'm not saying if you have painful periods, you're going to get a breast tumour, you know, like that's, there's, there's other stuff that goes mm-hmm. on with the way your life and things like that anyway. But had I have been told... This acne that you've got, you know what? There's an estrogen dominance there. Let's look at your lifestyle. Let's look at your diet. Had I been told that in my early 20s, who knows what I could have protected myself from later in life, you know? So like you said, this conditioning that, the the male conditioning, women are meant to fit into a male Mm -hmm. world. Men have a 24-hour hormonal cycle. So every day, hormonally, they are the same. They, their, their testosterone peaks at the same time. It drops at the same right. time. And women don't have that. We have a 28-day cycle. 
But our working environment, the way the world is run, it's run on that male 24-hour you are the same every day. You produce the same every day. You're tired every day. You're at the same time every day. This, 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 and this, and it, and it's why us women are struggling. It's revol. It, 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 I know it probably sounds so dramatic, but it's revolutionary. Even being on your website and looking, you've got a blog post about um, hormones and energy levels, and um, about sort of not pushing through and mm. engaging in strenuous exercise during. Mm certain phases of your cycle and previously well I acquired some of that knowledge elsewhere and then reading your blog post gave me a sense of relief that I wish I'd had previously because I engaged in so many narratives about how lazy I was because at certain times of the month I just really felt like I didn't have the energy to go to the gym which was coupled by serious fatigue to do with my immune system not working properly because I just wasn't listening to myself had I had that knowledge then I would have thought differently instead of engaging in a negative diatribe about how lazy I am and that I can't be bothered to go to the gym perhaps I would have decided to do a yoga whatever on a YouTube video or something which would have been more supportive it's that it's that thing of like actually during our periods the best exercise we can do for our bodies is have a nap it's like it seems like again like the way we've been brought up you know I got brought up with parents who you know worked long hours had their own businesses it was work 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 you know you didn't sit down you didn't like that was lazy it was lazy to sit down we don't get taught the value of rest and again Mm. you look at nature so women women's monthly cycle has the perfect reflection in nature and it's perfectly balanced. So nature, we have over, over a year, we have two kind of outward facing seasons. So we have spring, summer, mm-hmm. spring, summer is when things are growing and we're, we're outside. And then we have autumn, winter, yeah. we'll slow things down and we kind of hibernate a bit. And that's, that's the balance of the world. And that's the balance of our bodies. We essentially, we have about two weeks hormonally where we have energy and we can be outward facing and we can network and we can go 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 and then we have another two weeks where our hormone levels drop and we just need to be taking it easier we need to not be booking into network and exercise and meet people for coffee and you know like it's you you can get everything done you need to in a month but not day in day out the same you know and 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 once you teach women this there's there's a woman i'm working with at the minute and like you said she She'd been taught you go to boot camp. She'd been getting up at five o'clock every day to go to boot camp. I know this one. And, you know, and and even like the language of it, it was was kind of like a very aggressive, like, you know, no pain, no gain. And and you listen to that and that's all, it's masculine language. And, you know, it it all been, she gets there and they get shouted at. Oh my gosh. It just sounds horrific to me, but I understand why she's doing it. She wants to lose weight. Yeah. However... Her body is holding on to weight because her hormones are imbalanced. And the more she pushes it and doesn't listen to her body, the more imbalanced her hormones are becoming, right. the more weight she's holding on to. And she's just, she's got no energy physically or emotionally, you know? So when I said to her, okay, this week of your period, you need to either be doing a slow yoga or no exercise. And even just by doing that one change, she's starting to feel her energy return again because her body's had the time to regenerate and 
yeah, it's just like women are very nurturing, wonderful creatures. And yes, it's we do have we do have testosterone in us. So we do have a masculinity. We do have an ability to go for stuff. We do have an ability to reach our goals and things like that. But we we can't ever forsake that feminine side, that nurturing, soft, peaceful, you know, like it, it, it's a strength that's yeah. inward focused rather than outward focused. So in essence, we've got to work to our seasons. We can't be... Well, as you said, with nature, we can't be in harvest all the time. Will we, the soil will be depleted. The soil is us. We will be depleted if we are constantly harvesting. Completely right. And then what happens when the soil's depleted? Nothing new can grow. Mm. So that's, that's the state I meet a lot of women in. They have nothing else to give. They are so depleted mentally, spiritually, physically because all they've done is try and produce, 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 give out, give out, give out, with no other season in their life. And it just is not realistic. No, no. That's so interesting because it really underpins a lot of the issues I've encountered and that I see in women around me, because yeah. you talk a lot about... Um, people having decreased energy, mm. people not feeling attractive or sexy, whatever that means to them, and yeah. people not living on purpose. Mm. Um, what I'd like to know from you are, how can we start to live in a way that supports us to feel more energetic sexy actually let me start that again how yeah. can we live a life where we are more attuned to our purpose because sometimes people don't know or they miss what their being I suppose is telling them about what their purpose is because they're so busy fitting into the very narrow boxes we are assigned as we're growing up in terms mm -hmm. of what success and sort of progress looks like mm -hmm. yeah well I think the first thing is linked with what we've been talking about and if you look at any of the great spiritual teachers or practices it's normally leaving noise which enables your mind to clear and to be able to hear things clearly um so it is making sure you have some downtime and mm. fight. You know, like women have to fight for that downtime. I have, I have people that get gifted one of my coaching courses, and I I speak to the women. I say you're going to need one hour a week. Uh, you know, you can't have your kids around. You can't. It just has to be me and you with no other distraction. And these and so that's one hour out of seven days with 24 hours in. And they say, I can't, I can't because this and this and this and this and this. And I say, okay, let's, let's change the motivation. Cause at the minute your motivation is, this is something for you. So you don't think that's important. If I said this, if you did this coaching course, it's going to give you 5 million pounds and, you know, fabulous mm. your family, you would find that hour to work through stuff, but you're not, you don't believe you're important enough to give yourself the time and investment to make all your dreams come true, you know, to get that energy back, to find your purpose. So finding that 
time of rest and time where you can do something specifically for you is crucial to regaining your energy and your sparkle. Because like you said about the soil, it's in that time where nothing's going on that all the stuff underground can start happening so those shoots can start coming up again. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, sorry to cut you, what we tell ourselves. So a couple of weeks back, I did a um, journaling sort of project on Instagram where it was um, four minutes of journaling a day. It was, um, the idea was spawned from a conversation I had with um, Jessica Rogers, who is also, oops, who is also a coach. And I was amazed by the number of women who messaged me or had some form of contact with me saying that they wanted to, but they were really busy during that period of time and therefore could not allocate four minutes to journal. And I just thought to myself, wow, what does that say about how you value yourself and I'm not saying that in a judgmental way no, 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 I'm saying that because conditioned. yeah literally and a lot of a lot a lot when I reflected on my journal entries over that period of time which are similar to my sort of regular journal entries a lot of the sort of inner critic the beliefs that I don't have time because I need to do something else it all stemmed down to how I value myself yeah. and the reason that I'm very interested in having a brand which is aimed at generation X in inverted commas women is because I think that we were brought up in a time where we were constantly told that our output equals our value so if you think your value is um, equal to your output Mm. taking four minutes to express yourself on paper would seem like a really lavish luxury because you're not you're not immediately seeing a tangible result or value it's something that comes later on down the line or it's something that isn't tangible it's more of a feeling therefore you don't give that value and I'm like wow bloody hell we are telling ourselves that our feelings aren't valuable yeah yeah again which is which is a very masculine way you know logic and productivity yes value and uh feelings regeneration you know yeah like that's that's of lesser things and also they're just kind of they're something nice to have on top you know there is very rich or have a lot of time and it's like yeah you're right we got you know I definitely got brought up in an environment where busyness was a badge of honor yes how are you oh my gosh I'm so busy I've got so much to do oh wow she's important yeah and and you see one of my um clients I was working with she runs a really successful PR company and she was in that trap and so we worked with her on her feelings you know because so much of that is linked with what you want to put out to the world as much as the actual workload you have Mm -hmm. and she's changed that into someone who is now saying you know when people meet her instead of just describing herself as busy she'll say no I'm doing well and and they'll say, well, are you busy? And she'll say, um, to a point, you know, and, and, and people are kind of shocked because they, they see that almost as a, a less valuable thing in her. Mm. But they're also kind of a bit spun out by it. But like, but wait a minute, nothing's changed. You're still running your business. Yeah. But how are you calmer? How, how do you have two hours in the evening now to do yoga or yeah. you know, go to bed early? And it's just, yeah, like you said, it's our sense of value of what um of what we think's worth 
showing other people, mm-hmm. you know, to say, again, to say to someone, what did you do today? Or what did you do at the weekend? When men say X, Y, Z, sometimes I just say, oh, nothing. I napped and caught up on all the crappy TV shows I like. And you see the horror in people's faces. Or they think, oh, my goodness, what a lavish luxury. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's one or the other. It's like, oh, well, lucky you. I could do that. Or are you depressed? There's no, like, there's no sense that that might be, there's no understanding that, wow, she probably was on her period and that, oh, how wonderful she had that time of just being inside and rest and regeneration. It was like, well, there's something wrong with her. Mm. Like you said, or, yes, she lives in a, she lives a very gilded life and I wish I could have that. Yeah. And, And actually... It's um, there's a quote by Audrey Lord that talks about self love and self care being a really radical act. I can't remember mm-hmm. it properly, yes. and I'm yes. like I think for me, um, I know that you um, commented when I wrote something about um, psych about illness being psychosomatic, and like I wasn't listening to myself, mm-hmm. um, and so became quite ill. And mm-hmm. for me that period of downtime and slow is valuable and preventative yeah i can't i can't i won't and i don't want to live life like i'm a social media timeline yeah yes it's not supportive no and it's not you know i always say like women have this I see it like the, a big red button that says override. Mm-hmm. And every day, women's bodies are telling them things. They're saying, oh, I'm a little bit tired. You know, we press the override button. Nope, I'm going to put on three loads of washing. Oh gosh. Or our body says, you know what? I don't really feel like going to meet up with that person for coffee. They're a little bit negative. Press the override button. Off we go. Mm-hmm. All these little things mount up to... You know, you know, I say, you know, not to it's not to scare women, because once we understand our bodies, we're so we're so in control of our health and our happiness. And we think it's outside of us. But we have to we have to listen. We have to have a two way conversation with our bodies, because the choice is that we either listen to that still small voice that says, I'm a little bit tired this weekend, you know, I'm going to ask that other woman to take my kids to football or Mm -hmm. rearrange with that person. We listen to that or the culmination of that is your body creates something so you have to rest. That's what happens. If you speak to all the women who have had big diseases, big things, this is a culmination Mm -hmm. of about 10 years, possibly more, not listening when their body says, I'm tired. Enough. I need to rest. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not doing this job. I don't like this relationship. Mainly, can I just go for a nap? You know? Yeah. And sometimes it's just actually, um, if you strip right back, tell your ego to pack it in. Mm. Your husband may not do the washing in the way that you would do it, but the washing will be done. You're not going to get, you know, pleurisy you're going to yeah. be fine the plague won't come back because he didn't yeah. dry the plate after washing it and yeah. just giving ourselves permission to allow other people to do things we don't have to do everything and everything doesn't have to be perfect yeah and and you know one of the phrases I just love is who cares like a lot of again a lot of my clients we have to look at their diaries when they're like I have no energy And so they go, so, you know, what supplements can I take? You know, give me a magic pill. Mm. And I'm like, you know, nutrition is a very small part of your energy. Let's look at, let's look at your week ahead. 
And so we look at all the scheduled things they've got. Oh no, well I can't, I can't not do that for them, and I can't not do that. And mm. and I say, okay, well look, tell me, tell me about that Friday night. Oh, well that's my friend's birthday. I have to go to that. I said, but you said you're absolutely exhausted. I said, so you might not be able to go to that birthday party on Friday night. No, no, I have to because, oh, my friend would never forgive me. You know, and I just said, who cares? If you have a relationship with someone that you're fearful of or they wouldn't understand you saying, you know what, I love you. I'll take you out for tea and cake another day. But I am so exhausted. You know, for me, I know I could say that to anyone in my close group of friends and they would cheer me. And I I cheer anyone who cancels anything with me because I'm like, thank God you're listening to your body. This This is fabulous. You know, this is not personal. This is fabulous that you're listening to your body. And so when you have all those, yeah, but this, yeah, but this, yeah, but this, just say, who cares? Yeah. You and know. I guess as well, if we, sometimes we may need to explain to people because the people that will think negatively, negatively of you for not coming to their party or whatever they are also victim to this narrative that you've got to push through you've got to show up you've got to do this you've got to got to got to you should 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 and sometimes I think if you explain to people once they should get it and if they don't get it it's not your problem totally and and also it's that thing that if they don't care about your health and wellness to the point where they're willing they'd rather you went there than you know they'd rather you went there exhausted and didn't go there and get then you've really got to question those relationships like I when I went back into work after my operations I was working in kind of fast-paced marketing and events and things like that Mm -hmm. and I would just budget my time because I knew I could get everything done but no longer was I going to be at an event at five in the morning and work through to 3am the next morning because yeah. it was going to harm my body. Yeah. But the women around me who would say things like, oh, it must be nice for you to be able to come in later and this and that. And I just say to them, look, you also have that choice. Yeah. We've done our prep. We'll get everything done in that yeah. eight hours. You know, if, if there's something extra in you that needs to prove to management that you're here and that you're, you know, you work that, then then that's down to you. But I will no longer risk my health and go through what I've been through again just to... For presenteeism. Yeah. Just to look busy, just to look like the hardest working person. Yeah. I'd rather be the sparkliest person getting their job done amazingly, you know? Finger snaps to that. <laughs> so how can we how can we step into or how can we give ourselves permission to be able to do that because a lot of us seem to be waiting for somebody to say actually you have a right to this yes you can and it's not going to compromise your value so I always try and get people to think back to when you were happiest think back to when your sparkle was at its strongest you know for some women it was when they were five years old for other women it was in their teens or early 20s but Look at the things that were in your life then. So with most women, things that were in their life was music, dancing, you know, doing things that they loved. Like I always say the thing I use is roller skating. When I lived in London, I used to roller skate everywhere and I loved it. And it was just a huge smile on my face. I love skating. Yeah. And it's just like it 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 was just my way of getting around. But I, I had my sparkle in those days, you know. And I looked back and I thought, let me look at all the things that have gone out of my life, which brought me so much joy. So roller skating, dancing, 
you know, music, all those things. And I was like, I have to bring them back into my life. Mm -hmm. And it can feel awkward as a 39 year old woman doing things that you did in your early 20s. But you're never meant to stop doing them. They're, they're, you are not meant to stop roller skating when you're 15 or when you're 20. You're yeah. not meant to stop singing out loud and dancing and going to gigs in your 20s. That's stuff that brings us joy, that lights us up from the inside. Mm-hmm. It's meant to carry on for the whole of our lives, but mm-hmm. we're just our circumstances shamed and, uh, you know, shame us and kind of think, oh, I'm a bit old and, you know, I couldn't wear that now. So I just, and we just like, close our lives down and it and then we wonder why we're so unhappy and lack so much sparkle but Mm -hmm. it's because we haven't kept all those ingredients in our lives that just make us feel sparkly you know so what what can we do because we're creatures of habits so if you're in the if you become in the habit of telling yourself that you're too old you're not in a stage of life where you can do xyz how can we do that in small ways so I talk a lot about everyday joy how can we create a really grounding sense of everyday joy that can lead us to those peaks in joy where we think actually sod it I am going to get the roller skates and I am going to skate to the park with the children this Saturday rather than walk um, and wish that I was skating so for most women I'd say start small don't you know confidence is a huge thing for women as we age you know that's why we start changing the way we dress and we don't feel confident and we don't dye our hair crazy colors anymore you know like we just we our our confidence gets chipped away Mm -hmm. through circumstances childbirth the media telling us that you know as you get older your sexiness goes Mm -hmm. and your bodies look wrong and things like that so start small so that's why I have I do sparkle up Thursday every week and it's for it's to say to women you know what And, and, and again it started from me I got to a point in my life and I was working from home I wasn't going out I wasn't being invited to parties or weddings or that anymore and I thought I don't dress up anymore. Yeah. I'm slobbing around the house doing dog walks in my comfy clothes, which I think I want to wear. And I feel terrible about myself. And the happiest I am is when I've got fashionable clothes on or I've done my hair or done my makeup. Yeah. And we build a narrative. Oh, but I don't have time for me anymore. And so Sparkle Up Thursday is be like, you know what? Once a week minimum, I am going to dress up. And I, I'm probably not even leaving the house other than to do a dog walk, but I am going to feel better about myself. I'm going to look in the mirror and start to see that person who's got her sparkle. Mm-hmm. So then once you dress up in the house, you then go, you know what? I'm going to go to Tesco's and buy a loaf of bread like this. In my sequin catsuit. Why not? <laughs> and and you're gonna you're also going to know that you're going to bump into people and they're going to, you know, women are so fabulous but can also be really careless with their words and say things like oh you know if if they're used to seeing you with no makeup and suddenly you've got makeup on there's big gasps wow don't you scrub up well where are you going oh my goodness and so again we think oh my goodness I don't I don't want people to say that so I won't do it who cares yeah no people are going to say these comments you're going to have a bit more of a strut in your step and you're going to go wow I still look pretty good Mm -hmm. you know like I've been looking in the mirror for the last five years seeing someone in their grey tracksuit bottoms and white t-shirt and going who are you you know 
And I think and it's really important when you work from home because you can't, you're so right. I think I spend weeks looking like I'm doing the gardening. Yeah. 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 And it's, and, and that has an effect on your soul. So that's what I realized. I, I was such, still am such a spiritual person that I thought every part of your sparkle of your growth happened on the inside. You know, yes. you don't, you get away from this materialistic, you know, everything's on the outside. Yep. And I actually realized the opposite now, you know what, when you're struggling inside, changing the outside can lift your spirits yes. so much and penetrate inward and penetrate inward and we're taught that that's the wrong way around you know that oh actually oh as if having a shower today is going to make a difference it blooming well you know when you've oh, been ill and stuck in bed and you have that first glorious shower and you wash away all of the well not all of but you wash away the illness the yeah. days before that yeah. oh my goodness I feel like I'm dying it is yeah. the most revitalizing and you know what showers um, I was talking to um, Greta Solomon, who's a writing coach and an author and does all this amazing writing. And she was talking about having notepads everywhere to write down your ideas. And because yeah. I get a lot of ideas in the shower and I never, ever would have thought about having a pen and a notepad on the sort of stand next to my shower because I think yeah. oh it's going to get wet but I don't care if it's wet I use a biro pen so it doesn't smudge because those ideas come and I forget them because I get out of the shower right moisturize clothes perfume go 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 and then the idea is just gone yeah yeah and like it's you know what there's there's all these rituals that we have as women that are not meant to be seen as like superficial, you know, the ritual of having a shower and washing your hair and all those things that again, women say, oh, I don't have time. You know, it's all about coffee and dry shampoo. Yeah. Some days, of course it is, you know, like that's, that's literally why I do sparkle up Thursday once a week. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I live in the real world. I yeah. know I cannot spend time on my hair, makeup and outfit every day, but if I go from weeks on end without wearing a dress I love, without putting my makeup on, without, you know, doing my hair, I start to feel worse about myself. And yeah. there's a simple link to that, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, definitely. It's really important. And um, the other day, um, Evadne, Mums That Slay, was talking about style, planning your style, thinking about your style and planning outfits and things. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that because it may not necessarily be that um, I haven't dressed in a way that I think um, supports my identity and I think looks nice. I'm, I'm putting the clothes on, but there's been no real thought about it. Yeah. So yes. I, I, like yesterday I went somewhere and it was just something really simple. I put some rings on because I'd yeah. taken time and thought, oh, with that outfit, I want to wear um, these accessories. And it was only rings and, and earrings. But ordinarily, I wouldn't have. I would have just put earrings on any old ones that I grabbed along the way. But I yeah. feel like the outfit and everything was just lifted with the addition of these rings that I had taken the time to think about. Yeah. Um, which lifts you, which makes you feel like your best self because yeah. you're someone who knows how to put yeah. an outfit together. And so it's like, if you've not been doing that for a long time, you know, and women say, oh, yeah, I don't know what to wear anymore. And I'm like, you still know what you love. Yeah. You still know whether you put something on and just ignore yourself or if you go, oh, I love this. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and like, like it can be ring. Some women for Sparkle Up Thursday just put on a pair of earrings or yeah. just on a bit of lipstick. And it's just like... And they go, oh, my goodness, it, it actually did make a difference because 
it's as as much of the physical thing. It's a statement to the world yes. saying, I am still worth taking care of. Yes, and giving myself the time to do so. Yeah, yeah. Something else that I noticed on your site, um, I absolutely... I love I love essential oils. I think that they are very useful and I think that they have a really firm place in our well-being. Mm. And the essential oils that I love, 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 that are my go-to are um, rose, any mm. variety um, of rose, and frankincense. And yeah. I noted <laughs> that you have some frankincense supplements and that you um, sell Neil's Yard products. Yes. Tell, I love- tell me, tell me, tell me. So... Uh, frankincense is just my favorite oil ever Uh, you know it has so many healing Mm anti-inflammatory properties things like that and it was it was actually an oil I used a lot when I was healing Mm -hmm. um physically so I would have what I call a sparkle bath and I'd put in my epsom salts and my frankincense and just it's the most wonderful calming healing time Mm -hmm. um and Neil's yard it's really important to me so again like in in doing the discovery work of what imbalances your hormones why had I developed this breast tumor you know using toxic products and toxic Mm. chemicals in our cleaning things really disrupt women's hormones so it's really important to me that I promote and help women find natural alternatives you know like I'm I'm I would love to be a girl that's like oh you know what I can just shower in water and not wear makeup and I'm the opposite. I love 20 different items of makeup. (laughs) I didn't want to lose that part. That felt quite sad to me when people were trying to scare me and saying, oh, well, you can't use this. That causes cancer. You can't use that. Oh, because of your tumour. Because of my tumour. So I wanted to find natural alternatives that were just divine, you know. And to me, Neil's Yard products are just so gorgeous Mm. you know and they've got yeah they're 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 holistic products so they have an amazing oil that you know helps externally and with your kind of mind as well Mm -hmm. so yeah and our skin's our biggest organ like we fail to recognize acknowledge or maybe we just don't know that in the first place but whatever you're applying or coming into contact with your body's absorbing that yeah exactly I you know and again this is like with everything it's a majority rule so there's still certain products makeup products I use that I can't get a natural version of yeah but like you said in the largest areas and the things you use every day you know for me deodorant is the biggest thing that women need to find a natural alternative of because you know it's in that area um near to your breasts and things like that but also it's we, we don't want to be blocking that area up. Your skin is exactly. sweating out those toxins for yeah. a reason. So yeah. that's a that's a big one of mine that I try and teach women about. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that definitely, I was reading about, um, about links, research into links to breast cancer and, and um, deodorants and antiperspirants. And I switched over. It took a long time. Yeah. And it's really difficult because you don't want to smell no you know you want to smell nice you want to feel fresh you don't want to feel like your armpits are wet and we're so used to having something that keeps us dry that switching over to a natural alternative that doesn't do that can be really difficult but if you persevere you can find a deodorant that works for you and I guess it links back to what you were talking about with your cycle so for example I know that 
at times within my cycle my body odor is stronger so I have to do something a bit different so it may mean that I need something I know that um bicarbonate of soda doesn't agree with everybody but I might need something that has got more bicarbonate of soda in um to assist at that that particular time so yeah it's about persevering really totally there's there's an article on my website that talks about um natural deodorants and what you can do to help the crossover Mm -hmm. um so women can look at that but yeah it's it's you know our our armpits and our our sweating things out for a reason yeah so in the same way you know that a lot of the kind of antiperspirants block that happening yeah i just say is there any other orifice you try and block up to stop things coming out well exactly it would cause problems right without getting <laughs> <laughs> so, big big, big you know, time that with our armpits as well and you know and our sweat in general yeah. so i'm gonna go backwards a little bit thinking yeah. about um blocking orifices um <laughs> blocking in a different way what about contraceptions and um because because i'm thinking about what you you were talking about with our our um hormonal cycle and our periods and our 28 day cycles Mm -hmm. how and what I'm thinking about is actually making a conscious effort to track my cycle so that I can identify my peaks and troughs and work in harmony with myself rather than forcing myself to do things that I can't what about when you are taking some form of contraception that alters that like um I know that with the contraceptive coil for example there are many women that don't have periods yeah so yeah contraception um hormonal contraception unfortunately knocks out your cycle so even if you're having a period on the pill it's not it's not a real period it's um you know they've done that for psychological reasons it is yeah to me it's a real sadness you know contraception was seen as this big way or women can be free now and things like that and i'm like at, at the cost of women's bodies you know, it's not a man taking something that's preventing his sperm coming out. It's women taking something that is stopping their natural cycle, which gives them the best chance of being attuned with their body and mind. And like I said, your period every month is literally your free lab work. The color of the period, the frequency of it, all those things are signs to you how healthy your body is. So to knock that out for women for 10, 15, 20, however long you're on the pill for is is an issue for me. Every woman is free to do exactly what they want to do with their health mm-hmm. as long as they have all the information about what that does, uh, what it prevents them doing, good and bad, and what the alternatives are. And there's actually quite a movement with younger girls now, um, the kind of teenagers early 20s girls coming up and all of them are rejecting the contraceptive pill because they're learning about their cycles and they're learning about what taking that pill means and they're also kind of a bit annoyed that once again it's down to women to take this action that affects their bodies yeah and men aren't being given that same level of responsibility Exactly. And it's so interesting. I know that women that have talked about having the contraceptive coil, um, particularly the marina coil or whatever the other names for it are, the narrative is once it settles down, it's great. You don't have a period. 
Mm, I know. And that's so that's the thing. That's what we've been. And that's the whole narrative of what we've been taught about periods. We're we're taught that they're shameful and disgusting and dirty. And, you know, look, I was reading on your site about it being referred to as the curse. And I remember being younger and it being referred to as the curse. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's joked about and it's things like that. And it's like but also the other side of that is we associate it with pain and annoyance and drained energy and all these things rather than knowing our bodies and knowing that one we're not meant to have the levels of pain that most women are experiencing when your hormones are balanced when you don't have that estrogen dominance you don't get the same pms and symptoms and yeah i just worked with a a woman recently who used to have she used to have to be in bed for two days at the first two days of her period and she used to have to sleep on towels and she just thought that's the Blimey. way it was it was affecting her business and her life and her relationship because she'd get really angry and we started changing her diet and her lifestyle and within two cycles she now gets a very very slight dull ache in her stomach yeah. nothing more than that no more than a pain level 4 and she doesn't she doesn't have to sleep on towels she doesn't get the flooding because she's just brought her body back into balance yeah, she's yeah, not yeah. in that override button so if if women knew that periods didn't have to be something painful and awful but they are an indicator that we we need that time to rest you know i always say to women if your child was bleeding from their arm would you say, you know, severely bleeding from their arm, would you say, oh, okay, we'll just, I'm going to stick a tiny plaster on it. You just carry on. You go and play. You go and do this. No, if there's if there's a severe bleed going on, you'd want them to rest. You'd give them so much care and nurturing yeah. and attention. And that's what, you know, the, the, the blood is there as a visual thing for a reason. It's there to make us go, wow, you know what? My body's bleeding. I think it probably needs a little bit more care these few days, you know? That is so powerful. I think since starting this podcast, I've used the word powerful so many times because (laughs) it was a word that I was fearful of previously, if I'm honest, because, again, I'd interpreted very masculine expressions of what power is. Mm. If you know that you have the power to change the way you feel and bring yourself into harmony by things such as the food you eat, the way you treat yourself... Mm. the things you think the things you think you'd be more inclined to do that so talking about nutrition and um, harmony Mm. so there are lots of things that we do in the run-up to and during our period which we think we need and is supporting us but actually could be very counterproductive so could you talk to us a little bit about nutrition and not just your period, but a way that can impact our general state of well-being. Yeah, so... I know that's very broad. I'll give you an example. So I've talked previously about craving sugar in the Mm -hmm. run-up to my period, Mm -hmm. and a nutritional therapist said, well, your body probably needs magnesium. So when I looked into why, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so powerful. I am not going to be raiding, you know, the corner shop for every Cadbury's going. I'm going to make sure that the food that I eat and the supplements I take correlate with where I am. Yes, yeah. And so there's there's a fantastic app called MyFlow. Mm -hmm. That's M-Y-F-L-O. 
And um, that was created by an amazing woman called Elisa Vitti, and she uh, runs a hormone health center in New York. Mm-hmm. And that app will, you enter when your period is and how long it lasts for, that app will tell you when you're in each of the different phases. And it will also tell you in each of those phases, what is the best sort of food that you could be eating. Right. Nutritionally, if you're optimally nutritionally. So that's, if I went into it, we'd be here all day. Yeah. But the other thing I'd say about that is the whole um, the whole cravings issue. Yes, often there is a nutritional deficiency route. So yeah, a classic one with the sugar craving is um, is magnesium, obviously sometimes chromium, but the a kind of bigger rhetoric around that is that some sugar is fine. Some indulging in something your body's asking for, like I said, in the same way when your body's saying, I'm tired, and, and the dream of dreams would be a nap, and we think, no, 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 I'm not going to have that. If your body is longing for some something sweet, as long as it's not all day, every day, yeah. it's so fine to have that. But the, So the caveat I give my clients when they say, you know, often before or during my period, I want some chocolate or sweet things. And I say, great. So if that if that's what your body's asking for, if we've kind of, you know, balanced your hormones, we've seen that you've got no kind of nutritional deficiencies, then I want you to go have that chocolate. But two things, I want you to have the best form of it. Okay. So I don't want you to eat a packet of cheap biscuits. Oh, I like cheap biscuits. (laughs) If you like cheap biscuits, go for it. But if your body is craving like a three-layered chocolate cake covered in chocolate ganache, Mm -hmm. that's what you go find. You go find that and you sit and you taste it and you enjoy it and you have it as a full experience. I I mean, I can, if we've got time, I can go into something that links with that, which is why women fulfilling their pleasure is so important come on let's do it okay so uh if you've got children around you might want to move them away because oh this sounds good (laughs) this sounds good so it is all linked with um an organ in the woman's body that women have that men don't have right uh called called the clitoris oh so we have this organ that we think is just linked with sex. <clears throat> and again, like the periods, I'm like, why were we not taught this stuff earlier? Because I didn't know it was me, an organ. To me, it's revolutionary. Okay, so I'm going to blow your mind then if you think that is interesting. So uh, about a third of it is on the outside of our body. Two thirds of it approximately is on the inside of our body mm-hmm. uh, with you know different nerves and that running all the way up to our brain. So it's linked directly with how we feel. It has, it is the only organ in any human body. So men don't have an organ that correlates to it. People think, oh, it's the penis, but the penis has other functions. Mm -hmm. The only function of the clitoris is to bring pleasure to a woman. So we have been created, we've been designed for pleasure to receive pleasure, to enjoy pleasure. It, the clitoris has about over about 8,000 nerve endings, all dedicated to feeling pleasure. The penis only has about 4,000. So in the same way that your lungs need oxygen, your clitoris needs pleasure because inside your body. Finger snaps. <laughs> 
so like I said, like people just, uh, you know, quickly go down the sex route. And, you know, when you talk about pleasure, oh, that way. But like I said, we have this organ mainly inside our body with all these nerve endings that are waiting, is waiting for daily doses of pleasure. And when we live lives as women without pleasure, we start to suffer. And if we've been given an organ designed specifically for pleasure and we deny ourselves or we shortcut or we take a crappy version of pleasure, it's going to affect us. And so you see that all around. You see women who have no form of pleasure in their day. So this is linking back with the chocolate cake. This is what I'm saying. Like women are, women are, okay, oh, I want some sugar. I'm just going to eat that biscuit, but I'm going to eat it while I'm doing that. And I'm also going to hate myself because I've got no will. No, you know what? You deserve that pleasure, but you deserve to have that beautiful piece of cake and you put it on a beautiful plate and you sit down with a fork and you taste every mouthful of that cake and Mm -hmm. that sweets and that chocolate and you let your body absorb that. That is as health giving as any supplement I could give you. So the daily, you need to look and find daily doses of pleasure. You know, there's no, it's no coincidence that women love spas and massages Mm -hmm. and getting their hair done and getting their nails done because it is igniting that clitoral desire for pleasure. Mm -hmm. So look for ways in your everyday life. So, and you know, we, if, if we all had umpteen amounts of money, we all know how we'd find pleasure. Okay. Or we'd go on holiday and we'd do this and we'd buy these clothes, but you can find it in your everyday. You make your day more pleasurable, even if you're doing exactly the same. So an example for that is I love tea. I love my green tea. And so whereas before I'd kind of be starting on the internet and catching up on client notes and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd just have whatever mug was in the cupboard and whatever tea bag. And now I create a ritual and I have the most beautiful teapot. I have the best tea I can get. I have a gorgeous mug that says, don't let anyone dull your sparkle. And I sit down and I enjoy that little ritual, even if it's only for five minutes. And I let that pleasure soak into my body, knowing that I need that that day as much as oxygen. I love, 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 love everything you have said. So number one, I am thinking, women, we, we, we have clitorises and we have this knowledge so I think if you're in a same-sex relationship you're probably getting a good amount of clitoral stimuli because you know how it works men you need to listen to this because this rushing around the clitoris just to get things started is not enough it will not do okay listen to (laughs) Sally she's told you she's giving you she's giving you the information (laughs) equally with what you're talking about about this beautiful beautiful pleasure principle we can all do that And I love this because I find quite often with wellness and spirituality and all of these things that fall under this wellness umbrella, it can often feel quite detached from everyday life. It feels like it's something Mm -hmm. that you have to go out and get and bring in, spend money on or whatever. But if you are, as you have said, having a pleasurable experience 
when you are making that cup of tea by mm -hmm. making sure that you have a nice cup and saucer to have it with and you are mindfully pouring that water you are slavering in the f flavors you're not doing anything else whilst you're doing that yeah. that is a beautiful ritual that isn't going to compromise your day or detract from all of the things that you need to accomplish and you're giving yourself a huge sense of satisfaction within a period of what seven minutes and it will increase it will increase your health and what you want to do you know as women like i said we have this organ that means we're literal pleasure seekers so you know again we all know about the external part of the clitoris and we all know about yeah. that in relationships and that related to sex but the idea of self-pleasure without it being a sexual connotation it can yeah. be both the idea of self-pleasure, when we get that feeling of pleasure, we actually release something called nitric oxide, which is just that, which is what you release when you have an orgasm as well. So we're stimulating ourselves from the inside when we yeah. are allowing ourselves to have these pleasurable experiences. Exactly, which are and they're health-giving properties. So again, this isn't some wishy-washy. Oh, look after yourself. Oh, take five minutes to rest. No, this is like I said. This is as powerful as any supplement green smoothie you can take by absorbing that feeling of giving yeah. yourself pleasure. Of like, yeah, you're igniting cells within within your body, releasing that nitric oxide, which has all sorts of health-giving properties. And what I ask women to do is like just like max up those rituals you do every day to make more beautiful. So if you have dinner every day and normally you just shove it out or everyone gets the same, you know what, if you want to eat something different that night, you eat something different. Don't just have fish fingers, chips and beans because that's yeah. what the kids are having. You prepare something for yourself. You put it on a beautiful plate. You yeah. sit at the table on your own if everyone wants to watch TV while they're eating and you don't. Yeah. You just take those moments that are that are still the same as what you're doing every day, but you're infusing that pleasure into it as which has is as important as what you're eating and the exercise you're doing and what you're thinking. And it can be so fun. So like I had a friend come and stay because she was really burned out. And so we did just like a 24 hour retreat. And I was like, you have no pleasure in your days. Let's talk about the things that bring you pleasure that, you know, and so and actually she loves cheesecake and she was like but you know I can't have it and this and that and I said okay I'm gonna buy the most gorgeous cheesecake for you you know I'm gonna make sure it's organic and all all this stuff and I said and I'm gonna put it in this like gorgeous little antique teacup and I'm gonna run you a bath and you're gonna lie in the bath and eat cheesecake and it is gonna be the most fantastic thing that we could do for your body right now because all you've been doing is trying to work, 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 work your body and there's no pleasure and your body is pleasure starved. And it's it's starved of lots of other health giving properties. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna start with the pleasure to fill you back up again. Oh my goodness. Within twenty four oh. hours she looked and she felt like a different person. Awesome. I absolutely love doing this podcast. It is like therapy for me. It is a playground for me to learn so many things. And what you have just said, and, and as I said before, I'm very interested in looking at the how, not just yeah. the why and the what, yeah. but the how yeah. in a way that is really practical. Mm -hmm. And how you have described infusing pleasure into any day mm. just, just 
just as simple as preparing something different for dinner. I'm even thinking like, I do this sometimes, but I don't do it consistently. How great could my day be if I strategically, daily, and it doesn't, it's not something huge I'm talking about here, strategically daily, I woke up 15 minutes, just 15 minutes earlier, so that I could have that ritual of making myself a sumptuous cup of coffee first thing in the morning mm. in a lovely, I've seen this lovely mug and it's like a teapot, teapot mug and saucer set. I don't really need the teapot, but I'm going to get it anyway because it's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So imagine, well, I'm thinking, bloody hell, my morning could be so much more magical and yeah. give me so much more pleasure, which is yeah. not a word that I use at all, really, yeah. if I take 15 minutes more so that the house is quiet, I'm not going to yeah. be asked for anything, there's not going to be anybody in my space, I'm going to have that time to have that ritual of mindfully making a cup of coffee that I am going to savour before my day starts. I mean, it sounds amazing, doesn't it? Like you talk Absolutely. about it, talking about it, and I'm not even going to do that because I drink coffee and I'm listening to it and I think, oh, that sounds wonderful. It does. And, and the interesting thing is, is it links with that sexual language. So there's no, there's, it's no coincidence that women, when they talk about food and things like that, they talk about food porn and things Ooh. like that. It's that idea of pleasure to them. And it's so it's so linked. Like I said, like we were created for pleasure. We have an organ for pleasure. You know, our hearts, we talk about, well, we need exercise to keep our heart strong. You need to do deep breathing for your lungs. And it's like, so let's talk about that other organ. What are you going to do for that pleasure organ? That, like you said, it makes you, you're only talking about a cup of coffee and you go, I'm tingling. <laughs> Literally. I was like, okay, this I could do this. We can all do. Yeah. It may not be a cup of coffee. It may be that you um, give yourself permission to walk to school so that you have that walk back on your own rather than rushing there in the car and rushing back. If you are somebody that has the ability to do that, I know that we all don't. But it could even be, I remember when I was working somewhere and it was really quite stressful and the environment was very toxic. Mm. There wasn't that much around. It was an industrial estate the office was based in. And what I would do we would never take a full lunch break because it was almost as if what you have the luxury to give yourself or you're not busy enough if you've got time to have a lunch break or whatever you're not prioritizing your time but I would go into my car read for 15 minutes or listen to a podcast or whatever for 15 minutes with my windows down perfect and that was such a at the time I wouldn't have thought of it in the language that you've used but Mm. that was such a grounding pleasurable experience that I could cope with the rest of my day yeah yeah and and that's the thing like if you have yeah if you're someone that literally you only have five minutes in your car before the kids come or because you before you've got to get to it then yeah take take an essential oil sprinkle a few drops in your hands and breathe that in and just feel the pleasure of that it's like you know something I do is I I work at home and I work from my desk a lot and sometimes I'm just here and it's like oh just doing work and what I'll do is I, I have this amazing pair I mean they're even too high that I can't really walk in them but they're <laughs> like sparkly fluffy heels that someone bought me and I love them and sometimes I'll just put them on yeah I'm typing up my notes because it's just pleasurable to yep. be wearing them instead of my manky old slippers that yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. in you know? yeah yeah <laughs> 
it's no, just like, oh. all this, all, there's, a, there's a sensuousness to women that we always link with sex and it's like it's not there like it doesn't have there doesn't have to be that link that our need for pleasure is not just a need for sex. carnal pleasure it comes yeah. from elsewhere yeah, yeah. It, like I said, two-thirds of your clitoris is inside your body. Yeah. So there's nerve endings inside saying, I need pleasure, I need pleasure. And when, there's, when, when you see woman after woman having no form of pleasure in their day, it affects them. It affects how they look. It affects how they speak. It yeah. affects what they believe is possible for them. A hundred percent. Look at all this everyday joy we can create from such a simple... Um, act yeah you don't we don't need money for it you know that's the thing like people are like well if i had money i'd be able to and it's like no that's not how the world's set up the world's not set up so only if you have money can you get rest only if you have money can you have pleasure it's like that is within us like i said we have those organs within us saying you know what you can open your window you can stand outside and take five deep breaths for that moment yeah. of pleasure that you're not going to get for the rest of the day you know yeah. like we are so much you know, just the, the thought of teaching women, we are so much more in control of our health and our pleasure and our lives and our purpose than we think. It's not outside of ourselves. We can oh, find it inside. Sally. Yes. I feel like um, when Harry met Sally. Yes, yes, yes. Because it's so, we, we really do have it within us. And the barrier is, is all within us yeah like we externalize and we can say it's kids it's work it's this it's that it's the other but we can do so like I, I I've worked in so my background is social work which I guess is mm -hmm. I've, I've really sat down and thought about it and that is probably really why I'm so interested in the how because yeah. I've worked in environments where I'm working with people that theorize and diagnose and it was my job to look at how we bring that into people's daily lives so that they can make changes that need to be made. And yeah. unfortunately, quite often they weren't able to. Yeah. But I think that it is so um, interesting that we will externalise and put blame elsewhere and not be conscious about what we're doing. So, for example, I've had many occasions where somebody has disappeared off in the toilet to cry for example and mm. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that better mm. out than in you need to do that how about us being more preventative so sometimes the environments that we're in are have periods of time where there's lots of pressure or they mm. contain lots of pressure full stop how about us building in to that day time where we can do things that give us a bit of a release so that we can come back into that environment in a way where we're controlling what's happening rather than things are being done to us and we're feeling like we have no purpose we're just walking through aimlessly definitely definitely and it's like you know like I don't I don't blame anyone who feels like that. I felt like that for a long time. Yeah. I thought happiness and success and abundance and pleasure, I thought they were all things outside of me that I needed to buy or find yeah. or gain in some way. And and that's what we're taught. We're taught there's this constant striving. We're taught it's, you know, buy more or, you know, if this relationship, then it's the next relationship. Yeah. And, you know, we're taught this from so many, from such a young age. But like I said, when you can realize 
what a powerhouse you are as a woman that you created with this sparkle and this DNA that is there. Like I said, like, you know, I, I think humans share about 90, I think it's between 96 and 98% of the same DNA. So everything you look for in or Beyonce is like this, or it's like you're sharing that DNA. It's within you. You've just got to realize it's within you and start bringing it out. And, and again, like you said, not, you know, and I've, I've had times in my life where I just felt like I was a victim of my circumstances mm-hmm. and a curveball was coming left, right and center mm-hmm. one after the other. I've had those times and it's horrible. But if you can just take that moment to breathe and say, even within all this crappiness going on, I can still do one thing to make this moment better. Ooh, and you yeah. start giving yourself back power little bit, little bit, little bit. And it's just the best feeling to say, you know what? Tough stuff does happen in this world. Disappointments come. Health problems come. But as long as I'm alive, I have the capacity to rebuild, to regenerate, to bring pleasure, to bring success. I can do that. I don't need to wait on others. I don't need to beg others. I don't need to hope for opportunities. It's like I can create that. And that's what every woman has inside them. Oh, absolutely. And it's that whole notion of, what is it? Um, Every journey starts with a single step. I think we get so confused and um, distracted by thinking about the end Mm -hmm. that we're not thinking about the journey to whatever that end is. Mm -hmm. So that one step can feel like a disappointment because Mm -hmm. we're just so focused on the goal. We're not actually focused on the process that we need to um, go through to get to that goal. And also that that goal might is probably going to move. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the idea of the one step is so important as well, because most women are exhausted. Yeah. You know, so it's that thing of like, you know, on when I coach the women, we do a lot of stuff. But normally the first week, the only homework I give them is to cancel one appointment and to schedule a 30 minute nap. Yeah. Because they are exhausted. Yeah. It's like they can't even take those 10 steps that we need to get them to their health goals or their business goals or relationship goals. We can't take those until they've just taken that one little step that's probably to rest, first of all, mm-hmm, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that notion of it being a calm, yeah, step by step. And yeah. that must really make you or support being present because you're not okay then the next thing the next thing the next thing you're you're focusing on taking that one step whether that one step is to cancel an appointment so that you can schedule in your nap yeah oh I absolutely love this okay so to kind of wrap up I don't want to end this conversation but (laughs) we can't just sit down and talk all day could you share with us so Yesterday, I went to this, I was invited to this event, this collective of women, and I looked around the room and I felt really inspired. I felt really empowered because there were, it was a room full of powerful women who were very clear and knew that they were powerful, but they were still able to own their vulnerabilities Mm. and the vulnerabilities that come with being so powerful Mm. so quite often when we talk about um feeling run down um and those sorts of feelings we quite often 
associate that with um, not doing much. But these were women who need more mindfulness and increased wellness and well-being because mm -hmm. they are very competitive not outside of themselves but with themselves mm -hmm. and they are high achievers so mm -hmm. thinking about high achievers could you recommend any ways that somebody who is a high functioning high achiever that has very clear aspirations and is working steadily towards those often at warp speed ways that they can slow down Mm -hmm. so that they can notice the things that we've talked about, everyday joy, making time to create pleasure. Yeah. So the first thing I do with a lot of high achievers I work with is we check in with who they're achieving the thing for. Mm. So it's really important to lots of us are driven by still proving stuff to our parents or the school bully or ex-boyfriends, anyone that's just made us feel pretty crappy. And you need to be clear that that high achievement is for you and for the betterment of those you love in the world and not to try and undo pain that was caused to you by pe other people, like I said, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. parents or exes or things like that, because otherwise... You're fighting a losing battle and you will burn yourself out. Mm. You need to find that peace in other ways. So that's the first thing, to really check in with that personality type. Tell me tell me where this drive is coming from. Is it natural? Is it spiritual? Is it, you know? Mm -hmm. So we check in with that. And then other kind of day-to-day -day things of just taking care of themselves, like I said, linking them in with their hormonal cycle is key showing them they can achieve all of this but a time in their cycle especially their period if they don't take a step back they'll run into physical and emotional problems which will stop them achieving everything they want to mm -hmm. and then to just not see that uh those times of pleasure those times of rest are benign to not see them as nice add-ons to not see them but to make sure that there is integral as an eating and exercise regime, which is normally there with high achievers, you know, yeah. like that it's like I meet them and they're like, well, I'm tired, but I don't know why, because I eat perfectly and I, I go, go to, to the gym, gym every day, 5 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. So it's realizing that energy, you know, food is one component of energy. It's your thoughts. It's what you're doing every day. So it's just, like I said, unpicking First of all, why you've got that high achieving attitude, which is not a negative thing at all. It's wonderful. It's how stuff's created yeah. in this world. But then after that is realizing the very um, logical, natural laws that say if your business has seen growth in this area, then you're going to need that time to replant, to regenerate that soil over here. Yeah. Where is that time scheduled in? Because if in the next month or six months there is no regeneration time scheduled in, that beautiful plant and business you've been cultivating is going to start to wither. Mm. It's not going to have the health you want. You know, you've, we've got to be really careful as businesswomen that our businesses don't become a parasite, that their only existence, uh, the only way they exist is from feeding off us and our energy mm. because our energy is finite. 
So once we understand that, putting things in place to make sure there are other things that can feed that business while we have time out so we can rebuild our strength to then go and feed the business again. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And these practical things are different with every person. So like I said, what you know, you, you really you want something that makes you feel very rested and something that lights you up from the inside. Mm-hmm. So for me, a nap or a bath is something that is just so nutritious to me. Yeah. And then roller skating and a dance class are the things that light me up and make yeah. me feel fun, you know? Yeah. So it's like, in, and they, they will be different for every yeah. single woman. Yeah, no, you know, I'm not trying to say, you know, anything that you suggest is some kind of overarching panacea, but I think it's a starting point for people to be more considered about where their behavior is coming from rather than just saying this is just how I am actually quite often there's a driver beneath that and if you can unpick that then you're able to do something about it or carry on because I you know I became a victim of that I was you know throughout my 20s I had such high goals for myself that I wanted to achieve in my career and the industries I was working with and you know I, I saw it again as a badge of honor that people said oh she burns like you know she burns the candle at both, both ends, ends. Mm. I saw that as a good thing well not such a good thing when at 30 you're being diagnosed with a tumor that mm. is normally only seen in postmenopausal women you know wow. that's that's how imbalanced my body was. So it's like, because my body knew that drive had not come from a natural place, that drive was coming from the need to prove to everyone who'd ever doubted me or called me lazy or, or made me feel unworthy. That was the drive. And your body is never going to support or sustain a drive that's coming from such a toxic place. Even though I just said to wrap up, I just want to touch on because I I was so engaged in what you were saying. I I forgot that I wanted to ask you. So you went through your period of being ill and needing a good three months to be able to heal and restore and renew. What did you do in that period of time? So... Well, so let's just say that that three months actually was just for the physical healing. That was just for the physical healing when I was then able to go back to work. The emotional healing, I had a huge, huge amount of depression in that time. You know, I was so, I just felt so sad about what had happened to Mm me. Um, And I would say that probably took kind of at least 12 to 18 months to come you know to, to sort itself out to rebalance so yeah. yeah within that time I treated myself like someone who was important so I I gave myself the best food like I said I'd done a lot of research into the foods that were anti-inflammatory anti-cancerous mm-hmm. things like that so I made sure that my food preparation and intake was a priority I kept very negative toxic people away from me Mm -hmm. I was really aware that I was fighting for my life Mm -hmm. um and so within that before I'd been someone who was like oh no I can be around anyone and I will help anyone and I realized that it was a time where I had to just help me and like I said really we're men to do that on a day-to-day basis we're just men to have those little times of looking out for ourselves 
And if we don't do that, then there's a buildup that our body shows us about. So I, yeah, I kept away from negative people. I slept a lot. Mm -hmm. I watched, it was basically getting all those different forms of nutrition in. So I would listen to the most uplifting gospel music. Mm -hmm. It was just so encouraging and positive because I wanted to kind of infuse that into me without me having, I didn't feel encouraging or positive, Mm -hmm. but I still wanted that in my life. Mm -hmm. So I made sure I was around those sorts of people, around that sort of music only watching films or TV shows that were funny or uplifting. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I said, our diet is not just the food we put in. So all those things were really strengthening me. And, um, yeah, and then there came a point, like I said, I, I basically just wore the like most awful, depressing kind of baggy caftan, not chic caftan looking Thing. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I was trying just to hide my body. I felt I felt so sad and disappointed in it. And then there came a point and I thought, I have to start dressing like me again. I have to start dressing like that, a person who's happy with herself and happy with her life. And like I said, the I thought that was such a superficial thing that wasn't going to make any difference. And because of all the other other stuff I'd been building myself up with, to put on clothes that I loved, to do my makeup, like the person who used to wear that makeup two years ago when mm-hmm. she was going out mm-hmm. and go, she's still there. You know, I'm still there. Yeah. Like that was, that was the best thing. Yeah. Making sure I had time for um, whatever spiritual practice. So for me, it was prayer. That was really important. Mm-hmm. But I just gave myself three times more the amount of time than I thought I needed. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be recovered in those three months, but it took at least 12 months for physically and mentally for me to feel better which is you know that's the thing you know I had I definitely I now know that I had a form of post-traumatic shock because ah. this kind of diagnosis came out of the blue yeah um so that's what I was dealing with with all that time and it just takes a while for your mind to catch up with what's happened to your body and we have to allow our our mind and our emotions to catch up with stuff we've been through yeah um yeah wow I think you know that's really vital information for us all to take note of um it's been a really really powerful informative conversation I'm so (laughs) grateful for your time really I am like you know so that as I said I said earlier on I didn't used to use the word powerful um, Mm. and it's something that I use often now. Another Mm. word that is going to be added to my lexicon for sure is pleasure. Yes. I think we need to. (laughs) So how can we, um, for those that don't know, and if they don't know, they need to get to know, how can people stay in touch with you so that they can have doses of your sparkle, join in on Sparkle Up Thursday, and just be prompted into creating pleasurable experiences for themselves? And be a sparkle sister. Be a sparkle sister. Hey! (laughs) So obviously I'm on Instagram, which is where I so lucky to have found you so they can follow me at women with sparkle Mm -hmm. um i've got a website which is womenwithsparkle.com and if they if they subscribe uh on my website they will get sent a free seven day sparkle boosting strategy okay which is just a fun little week's worth of 
Uh, yeah, you'll love it. Practical stuff that you can do every day to boost your sparkle if you're feeling a bit flat or a bit less than fabulous. Um, so my website, yeah, and then and then if you subscribe to my website, you'll get um, my newsletter that, that I send out as and when. I'm writing a book at the minute called How to Get Your Sparkle Back. I was going to ask you if you are because it sounds yeah. like you've got a book in you. Yeah, so that will be out later this year. So that's kind of taken over from me sending my newsletter out. But there's still, like you said, there's stuff on the website that women can go and nourish themselves yeah, with. Yeah, it's a wonderful resource. About. It really is. And it's yeah. not nebulous. It's really practical. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. Like I said, it's important that we don't just have stuff that's an idea. Yes. We have stuff that we can start applying straight away. Because, you know, the, the point of that is a lot of women are desperate. They are desperate to have some form of energy they're desperate to have some form of pleasure or sparkle in their lives you know and it's like and so sometimes when you hear a talk and they're like oh well you know think and after a certain time it's like no tell me something I can do today or tomorrow yes, give me the how don't yeah. give me the what and the why well give me the what and the why give me the how because you know every everything that we do yeah. you need to know you need to have the knowledge, you need to have the skill, and you need to have the ability to apply that consistently. If you don't yeah. have the recipe of the three, you don't have anything. So yeah. it's all well and good doing talking and having these wonderful quotes, but that needs to be backed up with the how, and I think that you've got a lot of the how in your website. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think you used the right word when you said recipe. There's no point having a box of vegetables and no recipe no. of how to make the thing you want to make you mm. know so yeah like hopefully I am able to give women those tips and like I said uh straight away the thing you can do is sign up on my website and get your seven day sparkle boosting strategy which I've had amazing feedback from it's it's just fun it's very light whatever if you're really struggling or if you know you're just feeling a bit flat it, it will suit you know all those kinds of women so yeah well, well. and then email me if if I can help with anything and yeah, but Instagram's a good one to connect with me okay. on. Okay, so at Women with Sparkle on Instagram, and you can find all the other ways of contacting Sally and keeping up with her via there. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate you, everything that you've shared, and I think that people listening will too. No, I loved it. Thanks so much for having me. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the 360 podcast. We can continue the conversation on social media using the hashtags Live360 and Everyday Joy. I hope to see you on my social media channel. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, like, comment, rate, and share this podcast wherever you're listening. 360 Conversations is produced by me, Tammy Thomas. Podcast music produced by James Anderson. I look forward to engaging with you next time. 